1: hello and welcome to another episode of the half hour fantasy podcast i'm your host peter joined by tom and donny how are you doing tom
2: i'm good peter how are you
1: not too bad how are you doing donny yeah I'm good Thank you Okay we'll start right in We'll go straight to League first There is no change In the top three With only four Game weeks to go So number one Is Robbie Dempsey Conquering lines Going for two in a row Actually And number two Is Jack Curran And number three Is Habgerated Per Habstad And just outside the top Three is a couple of names You might know Scottish Fantasy Football Community Harry sitting fourth And Melvino sitting fifth So a couple of names No bad near the top I think it may be too late for make a challenge For the, the league bit But they could pick top three Right, so we'll go to uh, scores and rank the week. I'll start off. So I, I think we're on cards. Yes, I factored over all in cards. So Gordon and Goals, one point. Tavernier, 16 points. Captain, Clark, 10 points. Ralfson, six. Ramsey, one. Gordon, two. Vice-captain, Furuhashi 14. Ray eight. Ferguson, 12. Maida, two. Sakala, 10, which gave a total of 82 points. And we're back up to rank, two, three, seven. Donnie.
3: Uh, So snap for me. I got 82 points as well. Um, So I've got Gordon Goals for one, Captain Tav 16, Taylor for six, uh, Clark for 10, Vice Captain Ralston for 10, Ferguson 12, Arfield 1, Mackay 7, Sims 5, Jakimakus 4, and Sakala 10. So that's your 82 points. Uh, Global score is 2058, which keeps me in 17th position.
2: Tom? Uh, I got 75 points. I had Gordon in goal. Uh, Captain Tav got me 16. Harry Clark, 10. Carter Vickers, 12. Liam Gordon, 2. Midfield, Furuhashi got me 9. McGregor, 4. Uh, Mackay got me 7. up front Sakala got me 10. Henry, 2. And Mullen, 2. And my rank is a green arrow. I'm up to 255.
1: Go cool. go. Cool. Right. We all for any further, the half-hour Fantasy Podcast Cup draw has been, the second round has been scored and results are on my Twitter feed, I think you've all seen it, it's still competing. The draw for the last 16 is on my Twitter feed as well and you will be kicking off the next game week, which is game week 35, what is it, 55, 35, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a total brain fat So you can see on that, I'll also plug it near the time for the last 16 guys, it's not much time left. Right, we'll go to the results first. So, for the game week ahead the, in the past, even, Right, on Saturday, we had the kickoff kick-off. Motherwell 1, Rangers 3. There were 3 three p.m.s, I believe, or 2 p.m.s. Aberdeen 1, Livingston 2, Dundee 1, St Johnson 1, St Mirland 1. And on the Sunday, we had Ross County 0, Celtic 2, and Dungeon 2, Hearts 3. So, over to you, Tom.
2: OK, so, first fixture of the weekend was Motherwell 1, Rangers 3. Uh, Motherwell, it was Ross Tune with the goal, assist from Jake Carroll. For Rangers, it was a Liam kelly own goal. Scott Wright scored with an assist from Sakala and a Tav pen. Um, In this fixture, Sakala got all three bonus points. No surprise, considering he got an assist. And he also won the penalty that Tav scored. uh, And he also missed a big chance in front of goal, too. The Tav penalty, unfortunately, couldn't keep the clean sheet. um, But Rangers did well, considering they played with 10 men for the majority of the game after Balogun was sent off after 28 minutes. Um, for Motherwell there was no Van Veen there so that kind of makes a decision for you in terms of Motherwell assets for me in the last seven games all goals have been scored by different players and I think to my knowledge all the assists have been by different players as well so there's not one single consistent player given his frequent returns so for me it's still in a void but uh, Donnie what's your thoughts
3: So Rangers tried to rotate in this game uh, obviously we've got Europe and Salad coming up next so, Bassey, Kent, and Aribo were all benched um, with Balogun, Wright, and Diallo getting some game time. Van Veen was suspended. Um, a lot of folk thought that um, he was maybe injured, but he was just suspended from picking up too many bookings. So, uh, he should be back. Um, it was a good goal um, to start with. Thought um, Wright was unlucky not to be awarded it. Uh, I think his topoke was just too late. Um, Balogan, no issues with the red there. It's just one of those where he goes through the ball and catches the player at the same time. So he'll now miss the Celtic game. So your back four is probably going to be set in stone um, for the Celtic game. um Basie will go into centre defence and Basic will start um, out wide. Um, Rangers caught sleeping for the equaliser. Um, Kamana was daydreaming a bit and. Motherwell worked a good chance. That's one of the reasons I came off Rangers double defence. That kind of thing can happen um, with the amount of games that they've got. and They're a bit stretched at the back. Um, I've, I've just stuck with Tav at the moment. I took a punt on Arfield this week. It didn't pay off and didn't really do much. and He also got booked, so that gives me something to think about. Um, right, scored the second. Um Took it well, probably had a good game. Uh, he got one of the bonus points. Um, it could be worth a shout, but the fact that you don't get any more Rangers team news until game week 38, it's always going to be a risk. Um, I probably think um, Kent and Taribo go back straight back into that team. Then we had the, the three words that drive Scottish football crazy, penalty to Rangers. Uh, a lot of folk complaining. Um, I think VAR still gives that kind of penalty challenge in the box. It's You, know, you don't like it if it's against you, um, but that's just how it goes, modern football. Tav slotted it away. A lot of folk would have been on Captain Tav this weekend, so I don't think anyone really made any gains out of it. Um, so it's just good for him to keep up his scoring form. And yeah, Sakala, he had a really good game. So a lot going to be asked for him in this next couple of weeks um, with the injuries. Um, certainly kept busy. Suppose it was unlucky if your vice captain done because his points came from assists and penalties, but at least you at least you get a return from him. Motherwell, despite the man advantage for you know a good chunk of the game, they didn't really offer anything. Um attacking wise, um seemed pretty even. So apart from Kevin Van Veen, I don't really see any alternatives um, from the Motherwell team.
2: Peter? Yeah.
1: Stat by Tom, you said they need assists, they need scores. it's a hard no for me, they're a top six team, before this game they were kind of playing for Europe, I, I think when they, were, when they were one man up, that could have been their chance for going to do something, didn't take any advantage it. Rangers wanted it more, looked better with the 10 men still, so to me I would be avoiding the rest of the season, I'm glad the Rangers game we got early team news, we moved the game because I had uh, Kent in the team, so I'd probably lost out there, and, like yourself, Donnie, I was on our field. I was having a horn with the other team news. I just went for a total punt on right, and it worked out. It won't be long-term. As I said before, he's two transfers, so you're probably actually out this week to bring somebody else in the week later. Uh, like you said, the back four's pretty nailed. That's what I was thinking as well. So it's pretty much going to be that back four, I'd probably imagine, for now, at the end of the season. But, um, so I think you can... If you wanted a block better, but I'd be wary, of the way Donnie mentions it all, a will be a bit stretched at the back. And... I I Sakala. I, I don't think I saw one team that was taking it serious after the Sakala teams. I think everybody's got to have Sakala at the to keep in and keep up with the score with effective ownership. That's
2: so. yep. uh, it. Next fixture was uh, Aberdeen 1, Livingston 2. Uh, was Ferguson with the penalty for Aberdeen? Um, two goals for Livy came from Devlin and Holt. Devlin, we know he's a defender that's got a goal in him. However, He very rarely scores more than three points a game as Livingston don't really seem to keep clean sheets. And news broke today that Strijic is going to have to serve a two-match ban um, for an incident that happened in the game. I think he swung for one of the Aberdeen midfielders, so that obviously weakens the Livingston defence even further. Um, Ross McCoury got a red card in this game. Uh, Two yellows, both for fouls, so he'll miss the next game. And obviously Ramirez was, was benched maybe not surprising given his form. I know some people have backed him to kind of try and finish the season on a on a, a high note, but wasn't to be in this fixture. If we look at the the Livingston players, uh, there was no Alan Forrest in this game, um, but I noticed that Bruce Anderson was on the bench, yet he didn't feature, so something to keep an eye on there. In the past pod, I said I wasn't really convinced on Ferguson. However, in this fixture, they did prove me wrong. Um, Aberdeen don't have a lot to play for, but perhaps Ferguson's playing for a move away um, Stats wise there probably wasn't a lot to talk about um, between the two games so I'll let Peter take the floor on this one and give us your insights
1: Well first I should have backed my own wee like about Golden School the bookies had to finished top of the bottom six and the most points and I went mm-hmm. and then I went back to Aberdeen players because I thought I made a bit of pride and maybe sort have to play for something to prove and that's came back and slapped me in the face Obviously, still look good. I think Langston would be good to end of the season with one or two players for the bench. I was going to say the goalkeeper, but obviously that's out the, the equation. Maybe one of the one of the full-backs or if Max Anderson's back, maybe. Before the Forest situation's pretty annoying because I brought him in and then obviously the transfer link with him to Hearts and Dundee. Right, I believe, are the two teams. So we get early team news this week and if he's nowhere near it, he'll be one of them or two transfers out to get something that's definitely playing. Aberdeen, I suppose like you could say is Ferguson Still returned on a bad team. I would be holding on to him, I think, they the way rush to get him out because he's, on pens. he's playing a further forward role and I believe he's a he's kind of the heart of that team. Apart from Aberdeen, look looked absolutely dire and uh, the, lucky there's only four games left. I think he would have been in real, real trouble.
2: Yeah, well, apparently if uh, the, the strategic incident was picked up upon, it would have been another penalty and therefore potentially another goal for Ferguson as well. What's your thoughts, Donny? Yeah, if you've not seen the incident,
3: Bazawin gets smacked in the face. Keeper's running out with the ball in his hand and he kind of takes a swipe at Bazawin um, and Bazawin got booked for it. It was absolutely mad. Um, it was definitely a penalty and a red card. Uh, as you say, the keeper's now suspended for two games. So if you backed him on your wild card, you should have an alternative to, to go to. Um, good goal for Devlin, the opener, he was quick to react. Um Aberdeen, I think they're just out of luck. You know, the, the penalty that was given, the player just comes in the blind side of Ojo and, and trips over. You know, I don't think he even saw him come in. Uh, Holt, I heard the stat uh, on the sports scene. He's played every minute of every game. That's his first goal. And he he almost missed it too. Crashed off the other side of the bar. Um, but Ferguson, you know, doing Ferguson things, scores the pen, wins the pen. Two bonus points. For me, he's a must-have. As As terrible as Aberdeen are. Um, there's points in him. Um, I think he's playing better since Scott Brown left. I think he is more of a central focal point um, that everything goes through. Uh, a lot of teams will be sniffing after him, uh, no doubt. Uh, you mentioned about Anderson being on the bench. Certainly one to go to, you know, those like a punt and maybe think that Henry's um, gone off the boil. Certainly one to look for. Um, if you're seeing the team use, he's in there, then uh, certainly one that you could do. But Aberdeen. I tried to give them benefit of the doubt last week. <laughs> and the first game, they've, they've shoved it back in my face. So stay clear of them apart from Ferguson. And yeah, that's that. Yep.
2: Well, speaking of Henry, next fixture up is Dundee FC versus St Johnson. And it was a one all draw. Um, St Johnson, it was Rooney that scored with an assist from Holberg. Dundee, it was uh, Jordan Marshall with an assist from Paul McGowan. Um, that could be it for Dundee uh, we'll see how they play in the next fixture and I'll probably make my own decision on uh, Mullen who I have up front uh, on the back of that um, for now I'm willing to keep a hold of him and see what happens not, not a huge amount of uh, stuff to talk about in the game, probably the biggest talk at point was uh, Charlie Adams' dismal dive, the <laughs> um, less least said about that the better probably um, Rooney kind of sprung to life in this fixture, having had a I'd probably say a fairly disappointing season um based on what St Johnson did last, last season and his in his own individual form from last season as well. Um I'm sure a lot of them a lot of us had them in August, but he never really kind of pressed on this, this season. Um out of uh, St Johnson's ten shots, four of them came from Rooney. That's probably not enough for me just now to to jump straight back on him. One one good game doesn't um make him a, a form player, but I'm willing to keep an eye on them just now. I already have Clark, or already have Liam Gordon, so at the minute, that's enough for me. Um, Donnie, what's, what's your thoughts there?
3: Well, Dundee started the game well. Um so well worth goal. They had a couple of chances even before that, um, but it must have gave them confidence. Certainly the better of the first half. Then I think St. Johnston slowly came back into the game. Uh, I think the way that St. Johnston have been playing at the moment, they were never down and out in their games. And they do kind of edged their way back into it uh, and you saw that with equaliser, it was a pretty easy header from a corner and you'd expect better from your defence uh, on that one. Apologies to anyone who backed Charlie Adam I kind of bigged him up last week, I didn't put him in my team I managed to talk myself out of it but uh, that that dive was uh, was something else um, and rightfully booked uh as I said, Henry's kind of gone off the, off the ball. He didn't score, uh, whether that's off the ball or not. Um, you can make up your own mind. But obviously the remainder of the games now will all be teams that are higher than them in the league. So if they are to do anything, um, it's more than likely going to be through him. So fun avoid. I think they're a dead duck now. Um, St Johnston, I don't have to, um, St Johnston defence. Again, I talked myself out of it. Um, but Henry would probably be the only one and that you might want to back there.
1: Peter, your thoughts? I thought it was quite a nervy game. Like Donnie said, I think Donnie started quite well. He thought, OK, here we go. But then St John's, I think, would be just a memory, how they could played. play. They did come into the game just slowly, but surely come into the game and when they scored, looked, looked quite comfortable. I'm not... If I was on any of the Strikers... Well, I'm not on one, actually. I'm on Harry. If I was, I'm on one. Any of the Strikers, I'd wait another week first because they're playing now and there's still something to play for. I'm I'm going to assume most people have them as a third-choice striker anyway. They're not going to be starting 11 with the bench trick or have them off the bench. So one more week to see what happens with that. You'll see how things lie and then you'll maybe see how people are safe. Donnie's going to get in a minute as well in the next section. And then you can maybe move to Strikers who are starting to play for. But I wouldn't be rushing off it. Same way, I think St. Johnson's next game is... It's Nurns. So at home. Right, so I mean, yeah. I've got a St. Johnson defender and I'm quite happy because I think some men are quite toothless, so it's not one I'd be ready to sell either. Uh, Dundee dropped any more points, but I think he would be just get a max extra to that team. But then there's other, I'll oh, wait as well. See, once I look at this, you see happen sometimes where the players start playing without freedom, but I just don't see if it's Dundee team. I think they're, they're a poor side and they're sort they up, ready to go.
2: Yep. So, Toothless St Mirren. It was St Mirren nil. Hibs 1. The goal came from Ewan Henderson with an assist from Harry Clark. I think all of us backed Hibs for the clean sheet this week. Most of us on the pod did. Um, Not surprisingly, given how poor St Mirren have been in front of goal. Hibs didn't disappoint. Those that went with Harry Clark were also rewarded with an assist. Uh, And he also got a point for three interceptions as well. But surprisingly, no bonus what was probably even more surprising was that Scott Tanzer got two bonus points. Um, must have probably been for hitting the woodwork and his underlying numbers. Uh, in terms of Hebs, Ewan Henderson is an interesting one. He started in the, the cup semi final, and he's back again under David Gray. So perhaps he's worth a punt for those looking to uh, have a bit of a differential and try and gain some ground. St. Mirren, just not really interested in any of their assets. We've, we've kind of said already, they're, they're pretty toothless, there's no sort of one standout player there that uh, we'd be interested in. Um, Donny, what do you reckon?
3: Yeah, so this is what happens when two out of forms teams collide, there wasn't much in the way of chances for either team. I think, I think you do see a bit of a bounce from Hibs, um, unlike Aberdeen and St Mirren, who changed managers recently, they've not got any better, worse, I guess. Um, for Saint Mirren, but I think Hibbs. You probably can back them. Clark was fortunate with the assist. Uh, it's more of a tackle than anything. Um, the ball comes to Henderson, but as I say, I think we're all on him um, and grateful of the points. Hibbs, I would. I'd probably stick with Hibbs' defence. Um, and and you know Clark, if you've got him. Uh, St Mirren I would stay clear of I don't see any value there St Mirren's probably the team you target probably even ahead of Dundee because Dundee can score Um, I don't think they're um, such a bad bet there but St Mirren, whoever's playing St Mirren if you've got a defender or their strikers I would would back heavily on them I think they're definitely on the slide whether they've got enough games to stay clear of the bottom uh, I'm not really sure
1: And Peter? Yep, I've uh, totally avoided man. I think. Uh, I think we mentioned it last week. They're very lucky again that that finished one, each Other two teams, so they kind of don't lose that much ground. But their big games coming up the next couple of weeks, and that could be right dragged in it. They're probably lucky Dundee's really, really poor, by the way, to make it right down. Uh, talking to a couple of high-B pa- fans from uh, Caravan Land. they were quite happy with these back in charge. They look, they say, more compact. The players look more, more up for it. Uh, the looking at heat maps uh, is a Harry Clark into it. I yeah. mean, he's really pushing forward for a defender. I mean, he's heat maps right far up that right hand side. And Uni Henderson's playing slightly like off our striker. So I wouldn't say he's out of position, but he's probably as close out of position you could get for a maybe a cheeky point midfield. Do something like that. Or if you might maybe add from your bench boost. I quite fancy him to now for this season. I think, I think your man, you're able to, look to try to get this job. I don't think he's going to get it. And like me guys, like. Whether it's sure not Roy Keane, but he's doing himself no uh, no harm if he does well into the season, and I think having a couple of plays in there for the end of the season mate. Do your you right, not bad.
2: Yeah. Um, next fixture up, we've got Ross County nil, Celtic two uh, goals came from Kyogo with an assist from Yota, and the second goal came from Yota. Celtic also keep, kept a clean sheet. Kyogo started, which was good. Um, I mentioned my own opinion last week that he's coming back for injury. I felt like he needed some time. I thought he had a good game. He obviously got a goal here. He hit the woodwork, missed a big chance as well. And perhaps on a better day, he could have had a hat-trick. In terms of Yota, it's just typical. We um, he's felt he's kind of been overpriced recently. Not done a lot. Most of us probably got rid of him in the wild card, And he goes and gets a goal and assist. So, But this is fantasy football for you. Um, clean sheet. I went for Carter Vickers since Joranovic was out and he got the two bonus points and he's also a threat from corners, but I think you're probably in safe hands regardless of what um, Celtic defender you you, you go for there. Um, They're doing well defensively. Um, It's difficult to to judge County on a a game like this. Um, So I'm probably not going to judge them. (laughs) Peter, Peter, would you like to judge them?
1: Yes, yes. I'll put Ross County in this kind of same bracket as Motherwell. they, were, they had a chance for Europe. It was they were, they were at the home, so they'd give, they would because they've done something against the bigger teams. Uh, and they just kind of weird press. I watched the game, the game back because obviously I think it was out, it was at a lovely lending House on Sunday. So I wee you plugged from a the window there, why like send me some free stuff. <laughs> uh <laughs> but then uh, the press is kind of half-hearted, it was kinda of weird. They were kind of half-pressing then then stopping and like said they play one to play. So it was kind of weird. I mean, I mean, Rangers proved it the last couple of weeks ago, and other teams have done it. There's a way to get the Celtics' face and press, and it was just... I don't know if they believed themselves that they could do it. I and mean, you watched that I was like, well, this game's only going to go one way. I mean, I took a punt for the Hashi, vice-captain, and it worked out well. I think he'd be vice-captain at the end of the season for me, out of position. Like you said, Tom, Jota, I took him out. I mean, if I'd burnt with this whole double Celtic midfield before, even though they're not two midfielders in the game, they're in the game but not on the pitch... I went for Maida instead, and obviously after a quite a week's returns, but those then breaks, can kind of complaining the score I got. Uh, Dorry mentions Rangers back, four's kind of nailed. I think you can see the same with Celtic as well now, uh, Joranovic out, pretty much into the season. I think you take a pick from Ralston, Taylor, Starfield or Vickers, that's going to be the four, right now into the season. So, obviously next week we will get a question out later on, Dorry, where people have got maybe four defenders, but apart from that, going forward, I think you'd be safe betting me any two of the four for both teams. Yep. Donnie?
3: Yeah, so um, that's Charles Cook now, not scored in his last seven games, so if you're clinging on to hope that he might finish the season strong. It's slowly dying out. They've got Hearts away next as well, so it's probably not going to get any easier for them. was starting is a big boost for Celtic. Um, It's obviously um, a big game this weekend. He had O'Reilly in midfield, but I would have thought Rogic comes in on Sunday. Would that be a fair assessment?
1: Yep, I think so. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I went double Celtic defence on a wild card. I just thought out of the the two old firm teams, this is the one um, that seems more nailed on. As soon as Juranovic um, news came through, I was straight on Ralston and Taylor. Um, so I think it's a safe bet. It depends how you think, but I vice captain Ralston. You know, clean sheet, you get 10 points almost without any uh, thought process. Um, but saying that, you know, Kyogo played really well. I'm probably going to have to bring him in. Uh, and it's actually quite funny because uh, Jot and Kyogo are the two players I said that I didn't fancy last week in the wild card. Um, and they both proved me wrong um, with that one. Um, count eight, yeah, very little chances. I was surprised it was only 2 0, actually. Um, Left it late to get the second, but the amount of chances that I had in the first half um, was unreal. Um, I had Giacomacchus on the wild card. I know a lot of folk went Mieda. Um I actually had him on my bench. Um, I wasn't too confident of him starting, and he didn't. But he got the assist um, for the Jota goal, so managed to return me some points. I'd say hopefully he starts this weekend, but <laughs> I'd rather he didn't do anything. Um, as I say, Ross County didn't really learn much um, from this game in Hearts. After that, you're probably going to stay clear of it. Um, for me, once you get past uh, the Sunday, Celtic, you know, double defence and Kyogo, it's probably going to be me nailed on between now and the end of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Just for you to follow, Siona, I will see you asked your own question. So it's it's Jackie Marcus, you're going to shift for Kyogo. And... I think I think Kyogo. Edge swords
3: with Kyogo. If you don't have them, you could lose points, and if you've got them, you're going to make the points. So it's almost like a head to head with him and Giacomacus. Um, and I just think you know, based on what you've seen, um, in the past and the weekend, I think Kyogo probably does offer you more variety. Um, so either way, I hope they both have a bad game at the weekend. Either, <laughs> <It's> fantasy, <laughs> isn't it? But, um, you've, got to, you've got to chase
2: the points, yep. And that leads us to our final fixture then. Dundee United 2, Hearts 3. For Dundee United, goals came from Levitt and Ryan Edwards. Assists came from Watt and Smith. Um, I don't think we can question Hearts' motivation after the scoreline. Boyce and Sims both scored after having a bit of a barren spell in the league. I know they both got assists in the semi-final, but if we're focusing on fantasy football, we're interested in the league. Um, So perhaps they're back to form now. Um, Barry Mackay got his weekly assist, so that was good for his owners. Um, Josh Ginley, he was also rewarded with a goal as well, bit of a stats monster in this game Uh, he had 8 shots, 2 on target, 2 off and 4 blocked hit the woodwork and missed a big chance I wouldn't get too carried away though as this is his first attacking return since game week 21, but definitely something to to keep an eye on, I think if he he does similar in the next fixture then he's maybe uh, someone to get on, Um, Sims was benched, but he came off and and scored, so um, a nice little way to end the game there. Um, no Kingsley in this fixture. Hopefully back for the next game, so owners keep an eye out on uh, injury news. And uh, Gary Mackay-Stevens was also back from injury and, and featured in the midfield. Um, in terms of Dundee United, Nicky Clark missed a couple of big chances. He's a cheap striker option. Um, however, he'll have to pay, play Celtic and Rangers in the next four, as will Ryan Edwards, who also got a goal as well. I think he's was a favourite kind of start to, to mid-season. Um, for a centre-back, he was getting fairly regular goals and Dundee United at the time were doing quite well defensively, not so much in this game, having conceded three goals, but perhaps uh, you could maybe have them as a one-week punt. If you're feeling your team is particularly strong, you could take a punt next game week against Motherwell and then switch them back out again for those looking to gain a little bit of ground. Donnie, what's your thoughts there?
3: It's a really good game of football end to end stuff. Um, I've got Sims, so I was a bit worried to see him on the bench. Um, kept checking at half time and throughout the game, see when he was getting substituted on. But no, United started really well and deserved to go ahead. Um, these are the types of games where you've got a question, you know, Hearts' concentration. Uh, I know there's a lot of people, um, you know, trying to get into the cup final team, but if you, I'd, I'd stay clear of the double defence. Um, because they can loop goals, but certainly they play positive enough uh, going forward. That you know, Mackay's a standout. He's um, he's a, a must-have if you ask me. I don't think anyone should be without him in your team. Anyone that had Boyce would have been happy with the, the equaliser, um, and then Sims thankfully um, repaid me some some points at the end with with his strike. United have now got Motherwell at home. Um, that's the one that they will need to focus on. It's still hard to, to pick any United players. Um, there's loads that you can choose from, but there's none that you'd really be confident in. Um, Hearts, I've still got Gordon, Mackay, and Sims, and I'd be pretty happy um, keeping those three, especially if Sims can nail down a start. And as you've already mentioned, certainly remaining competitive. So anyone that thinks they might be an easy target and, um, you know, they're just going to come across a, a good attacking team that are still pretty much in form. So, yeah, it was a very good game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ross County at home next. Peter, your thoughts on this fixture? Yep, same with Doria. I enjoyed the game. I thought it was quite
1: good end and end stuff. Today, Dolphs came out and went for it as well. Uh, don't, don't you think that are a kind of weird team? <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to back him. I'm not going to pull a team because obviously the fixtures I've got. But they certainly go for it and they play a nice attractive kind of football at least they try they're, after guys look for us they try to say, I think they would be maybe to see how they go over the summer for next year's campaign and how they get back to see they might be more an attractive asset then I mean they still potentially could finish in Europe it's looking doubtful, but they could Hearts again it's always the same names you mentioned they're always quite reliable you have know, one of the strikers Mackay Gordon they look a bit weak right now at defensively they're getting players back from injury so maybe a double up Donny says should be Stay off it right now, but maybe near the end. And the end again, they've got Rangers again. So again, probably avoid to the end of the season, avoid it. But if you go with a goalkeeper and one of the strikers and Mackay, I don't think you can go wrong. He just bench him on the difficult fixtures and bring back out. Yep, Donny. Oh, well,
2: we've had Donny.
1: We're done. Yep, we we'll repeat <laughs> ourselves. That takes us to Donny. So Donny's going to let us know how the layer of land is and who teams left to play for when you go, Donny.
2: Yeah, so
3: based on the last six games going to run through uh, form, um, some will know um, and some is quite surprising, then I'll break down top six and bottom six. So of the last six games, one of which has obviously been in the split, it's no surprise that Celtic Rangers and Hearts uh, make up the top three, uh, Celtic, um six out of six, um, Rangers 15 out of 18 and Hearts 14 out of 18. But who do you think is next in terms of current form, Peter? Ross County. Okay, Tom?
2: Uh, Livingston.
3: It is actually Ross County um, with 10 points. So if you take the settled defeat aside, it's definitely a club that are punching above their weight. And with that lure of European football, you know, they are you know gonna try and do their best. Um, to finish strongly, but they're certainly having a good season. Um, Tom, you mentioned Livingston. They're actually, one, two, three, four, five, they're sixth um, based on current form. The team are actually in fifth um, on current form in St Johnston um, with eight points out of 18. So when we talk about a team um, over-performing, then certainly St Johnston are, are the ones that are, you know, the, the most attractive. They are, so Livingston, Dundee United, we've then got Hibbs, and then a team that's underperforming um, next is Motherwell. and um, Really out of form, I think we say that every time we talk about them. Out of the bottom three teams, what do you think is the most out of form team, Tom?
2: Out of form. Um, uh, St Mirren. Peter? I well, think St Mirren or Aberdeen.
3: I uh, think St Mirren. Yeah, it is St Mirren. Um, So we've got Dundee and Aberdeen, both got four points out of their last 18. Um, And I think Aberdeen can count themselves lucky that they they had a good start to the season because it's just snowballed downhill from there. Um, They're still at risk of finishing 11th, but I think there's enough bad teams below them, um, if that makes sense. Uh, Dundee, I think they had their stance against St Johnston. Um, and I think they're, they're stuck there now. But St Mirren are the one that are, are really going backwards. When you say about St Johnston overperforming, uh St Mirren are, you know, slipping backwards. Um, so it's just interesting to see current form. Um, gives you a little idea of how teams are performing against their positions in the league. So we'll cover off next what's still left to play for. So in the top six, we've got Celtic, Four games to go. They only need seven points to win the league. Um, If they win the the game on Sunday, they'll only need a draw. I think for that reason alone, they'll come out all guns blazing, a bit like they did in the 3 0 game. Um, I can see them really trying to um, get Rangers early on. Um, If they do that, then the league's all all but sewn up. Um, Squad rotation wise, whether that changes things once they've won the league, I'm not so sure. Um, You guys will know better than me. Um, who needs a rest, who doesn't need a rest. But I think we talked talking about four being the same. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think... but just well you think that if, 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 if i was listening to a podcast about the day, actually, but the rest I, I, the, the people debating. I don't know if will just we'll take out players who look done, like the Tati looks dead in his feet, but he'll just take him out, maybe put Tom on at the end of the season. But I, I think we'll mm-hmm. go away the strongest team. Think so. so I think we'll just keep on playing them.
3: Yeah. Could be. So, Rangers next. Obviously, they've got the Europa League semi final on Thursday. Um, But unfortunately, injuries and suspensions are starting to take their toll. And that's Balogun out of the weekend. So, as we've already mentioned, you've got Tav Goldson, Bassey, Barasic, all going to start the back, Kent Arebo and Sakala as well. So, you know, they're going to be consistent from a team selection point of view. It's if we get any more injuries or anything, then they really will struggle of course if they lose on Thursday, lose on Sunday. You know, it could all just blow up um quite spectacularly. But you know, they're still playing pretty decent <laughs> Stop grinning. <laughs> <laughs> hearts, hearts are next. Um, as i have already discussed, they are, um still seem set on playing competitive. Um, and you've got the likes of Gary McKay-Stevens um, you know, coming back from injury. They'll be trying to get into the, the team for the, the cup final. So stick with the Hearts assets. Maybe not so much the double defence, but they're still valuing the Hearts team, which wasn't going to be too sure about once they got to the cup final. I'll we'll talk about Dundee United, Ross County motherwell Motherwell together because they're all on similar points. Um, Dundee United just and They're a point ahead of Ross County Motherwell, both on 30. But they all played teams above them. Um, this weekend and they all lost Um, so that was quite interesting just means the head-to-heads is going to be the crucial games so Dundee United play Motherwell next um, and Ross County are away to hearts so if United do win um, it could give them a a four-point cushion against their rivals which then they've got Rangers to play after that so again, they'll try to get points where they can Ross County are away to three-scoring hearts and the fact that County are struggling to score goals now um, and would expect a strong defensive performance, maybe look to try and nick it. Um, Ross County then play Motherwell at home, which is a game that they'll try and target. So Motherwell, away to Dundee United, and then away to Ross County. So they've probably got the two best runner games, uh, playing the teams beside them, because then after that they've got Hearts and Celtic. So this will be their best chance. Um, as I've mentioned, Van Veen wasn't available at the weekend. If they are going to do something, then they're going to need to rely on him um to, to close that gap. So that's the top six. It's still quite competitive. Um, maybe not so much at the top, but you know, we can all cross our fingers, but certainly for that last European space, and um, there's still a lot to pay for. Any comments on any of that? Hey,
1: Yep, uh, I just look like you were saying that there. I think i quite right. You can see they're all still playing for that European place. So they're only one point in it, like you mentioned. So I don't see any of them not trying. I mean, the mentioned hearts of their own, they'll still do it. Certainly they're still technically fighting for the league. So I think if you fancy any teams, if you really, really fancy them, go for it because there's no, there's, they're not if they're all down until we only reach it. So I think that top six are all quite competitive. And like you said, when they play each other, Maybe use your gut. Who do you fancy? And take a punt. You make yourself up, there, up your mini league. Mhm. And it's
3: two European places as well. So two of them are going to get into Europe. So it's up. Is it down the fifth? Yeah. It's only oh, one, go, one team's going to miss out. Well, I thought
1: it was number four. So there you go. I imagine there.
3: it's the conference, the Europa Conference for, for them. But you know they'll be playing lesser opposition. It's
1: gate receipts and money into it, That's
2: the this
3: yeah. league. Tom, anything to to add to that?
2: No, all sounds good. Yeah.
3: Okay, so move on to the bottom six. This is where it's all happening. Um, Hebs, currently top of the pile as far as the bottom six is concerned. And as we've already discussed, I think under Grey, they've showed a a good turnaround. Um, And for me, they're worth backing um, with those games. I think Harry Clark, as as we keep mentioning, um, seems to be the the main one to back. Um, It's hard to know where else to go. I think you're probably going to be taking punts, but... uh, Hibs certainly certainly looking like they're on form. Livingston next. Um, a great win, again, shows that they're staying competitive. You know, league positions, important to a club like that. Um, the prize money that they get. Uh, Hibs at home and then St Johnston at home. So they look to do the damage there as best they can. Um, Anderson on the bench, you know, he could, could be the man to, to lead them to victory there. Aberdeen, as I mentioned, I've tried to give them benefit of the doubt. Um, and talk them up, but they just really don't look interested. Ramirez being benched, you know, kind of shows that Goodwin um, has no trust in them. Apart from Ferguson, which we've already mentioned, I would stay clear of everyone else. Second bottom on current form, as I've already suggested. Um, Dundee, then Hibbs. If they don't get any points there, then they really are going to be in trouble um, facing St Johnston and St Mirren after that. So uh, Aberdeen need to get their finger out. I just don't think they will. St Mirren, as I've said before, stay clear to St Mirren. And they proved us right. Um, St Johnston away, then Dundee at home. If you lose those two, then I think that's it. You're going to be stuck in that um, 11th place. Worst team overall, um, based on the last um, six games, three points. So, as I say, stay clear to them. St Johnston, you can look at St Johnston either way. I've already said they are overperforming. But at the end of the day, they're on 31 points. They're five points behind St Mirren. So they are still poor um, over the course of a season. Um, but they probably do have value. We um, talked about their defence um, and Hendry up front. Uh, he'll need to get a scoring boots on if they're to close the gap. And Johnson probably need to win two of their last four games um, if they are going to survive the playoffs. Um so whether you think they can do that will be whether you want to jump on them or not. Um, but based on form, that I think certainly they can do. Um, from what we saw at the end of the week, things are our both now that are guaranteed to finish second mm-hmm. in championships. So they'll be they'll be scouting them and and seeing just in case they they have to go to to their stadium. Dundee, well, what can we say about Dundee? I think they're just a comedy club now. Um, we, we talked about McGee <laughs> sitting cold and hungry in his house. <laughs> Promise to get naked um, if they win. I think they're they're done. Um, they're absolutely done. They're ten points ahead of safety before playing. They're five adrift us in Johnston. I'm not sure um, anyone can turn that around. I think they they just have to budget for the championship Whether, I think, Peter, you mentioned this. It might free them up um, to play the rocks, attacking football. Who knows? I don't think you're gonna take your chances um on there. Um so that's the bottom six. As I say, there's still still a bit to play for um in terms of just staying out of the danger zone. Um anyone outside of Dundee, um, as far as that's concerned. Anything you want to add to that, Tom?
2: Nope, sounds good. Peter?
1: Yep, just what you said there, I think I would avoid Dundee. I, I think St. Johnson can. Can catch St. Myrne, so I'm, I'm quite happy to go on them. St. Mirren free fall. Aberdeen, I don't think it's, it's good what well, they're trying. I think he's just lost. That's, a, that's basically Stephen Glass's team he's got there, one yeah. or two players. I think they're just not interested. And in quicker to get to the end of the season and rebuild or rather rid of the Deadwood. The next game's Dundee, so I think any sort of point victory that should be them safe and probably to see it into the season. Well, obviously, mentioned the money situation, so they with be still trying, and I think Hibbs will be trying because the new manager bounced, and they're playing for the guy who obviously was part of the squad, and they do much respect them. So that's a bit of a food for thought. Who you want to back in the bottom six? Indeed, Sorry. well done. Right, that takes us to our question. Not plural, Donny. You got a question do you want to read out, and we'll answer. Yeah. So Brian Upplee's attack.
3: He's obviously went heavy in his wild card. He's got four old firm defenders. <laughs> Um, so his question is: If, if you've got four old farm defenders, do you just hope for a nil-nil or bench half of them? So That's his question. Do I go first? Okay. Um, it feels like there's been an old farm every couple of weeks at the moment, just the way the fixtures have panned out. Um, I've said before it's it's a lottery of a game, um, so you know don't be too scared by it. I can't remember the last old farm that finished nil-nil. Um, you guys might have a better memory than me, but history suggests there's gonna be goals. With that being said, Vickers, Golden, Tav, Taylor, they all scored um in old firms, so don't don't be afraid um of attacking returns. For me, you've got the back team and stick to it, you know, settle car favourites, they're playing at home. Um, the victory will all but seal the league. Um you don't got Tavernier. So, you know, you're probably going to keep him. Um, If you've got four, which Brian does, um, probably bench two of them. Um, And, you know, if one team gets a clean sheet, your bench trick might kick into play. Um, And, you know, it's damage limitation if both teams score. I've got three, so I'm double Celtic um, along with Tavernier. For me, Tavernier stays and... Probably keep the two Celtic you yeah, know, full backs, um, so that so there's a chance of attacking returns there. But don't be put off. Most folk have got six um, old firm players, so they're going to have to manage it some way or another. I would say most folk have got three, if not four, defenders. So it's yeah, you know, it's a tried and tested lineup. So you know, it's one game. You, you just have to get past it and then push on. But you're in the boat along with many others. So.
1: Okay. Tom, how would you answer that question? Do we get four times a season on this pod?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can probably stick Tav in the lineup because, you know, Donnie mentioned ever, earlier penalty to Rangers. It's a phrase we hear quite often. So,
3: uh,
2: <laughs> to a man for, for goals is a threat um, both ends of the pitch. So, um, I suppose you could argue the same for full like fullbacks as well, and even Carter Vickers. Um, I think the last time they played each other, Carter Vickers hit the crossbar. So, no, with the realms of possibility for attacking returns there. So, you, you could you could argue there's perhaps merit in waiting to see what happens with the, the European game on, on Thursday. Um, and, basing your decision on that, obviously, if the, if the tie's over, then they'll maybe focus all their efforts into... Sunday's game. If the tie is still alive, then perhaps they might keep a bit back for the, the return fixture the following week. So you could come up with a, a thesis based on that as well. Um, for me, the bench trick always works quite well, sticking a couple, maybe even three on the bench and uh, getting the best from there. But I think overloading the bench with three of them, perhaps you're at risk of. Um, you know, Leaving some big points on the bench depending on how the game pans out. So, I'd, I'd maybe look at two and um, maybe go from opposing teams as well and then just playing the rest and, and seeing what happens.
1: Okay, Alan. So, first of all, I'd say, well, Donnie's already started saying it, uh, I wouldn't sweat about it too much. Most people will have probably three defenders, potentially four. Uh, and go we got. If you think Celt's going to win, Bench and defenders. defenders, Eagles going to win, Bench defenders, whether do you feel. Me, personally, I've got the bench trick, so I'm going to bench Tav, and if he goes nuts, he'll come off the bench. That's what I'm going to look at, because I'm not going to miss out these points, regardless, because he, if he start them, Now, I'm saying that, I like look at who I've got first. I've got I've got Ramsey at the back there, so Tav probably might return more than Ramsey, but I just don't see... I don't see it finishing a clean sheet, and I don't see... i just keep a clean sheet, so I've got to weigh up with defenders, and I'm going to do but <coughs> I've got the bench trick, so even if I do benched have and it is have an attack return, you will come off the bench, so you've got to weigh up as well with your team if you're going to have one each maybe playing and one benched, but as I said, you don't get to lose too much ground unless the ones you bench are the wrong ones, but that could happen any week, but I wouldn't be too fussed about it to be quite honest, Just, it's only one game week, we're all going to have to deal with the same problem and then we'll back to normal next week. Right, that takes us to our fixtures before we've finished up so, I mentioned the fixtures slowly during the pod, so I'll just mention them all again. This week, we're actually going to have five games on Saturday at 3 o'clock, so that will give us 10 early team news. So, that's good for people who are on the wildcard with two free transfers coming off it. We've got Aberdeen Dundee, Dundee Motherwell, Harts Ross County, Livingston Hibbs, St Johnson St and then Sunday we get Celtic versus Rangers. So, upon hearing that, Donnie and early news, what is your Captaincy, vice captaincy, and transfer plans for this week? So, as I've already mentioned,
3: you need to see how Rangers get on in Europe just in case there's any injuries off the back of that. Um, press conferences as well. You can get a lot from there. Um, so, just keep an eye out. Um, I've yet to make a decision. Um, I think the, the standout fixture outside the old firm is probably the Hearts game at Houghton Ross County. Parts are free scoring. Um, it seems a team you can back um, quite easily. So like some Mackay and Sims would be two um, to go for there. My weak links at the moment in my team are Ramsey for Aberdeen and Forrest because he didn't start. If Forrest starts, you probably give him the benefit of the doubt. If he doesn't, then I can ship him for Furuhashi and then look to get in. Um, we'll have a space up front uh, Let's see, could go Anderson if Anderson's in the lineup, or I could just play it safe and go to Henry, um and protect it there. But I'll probably look to target the Hearts game. Um saying that I'll probably change my mind last minute and captain staff and watch it all blow up in my face. But I think hearts is probably the best fixture to, to look at there. Um so I'll, I'll probably target Hearts, Mackay, and Sims
2: i happy to see you there. You've said that. Tom? Um, so I've got Chris Cadden in my team. I took a punt on him with Hibs. He came off after 20 minutes. So um, I'll probably look to get rid of him. Probably going to bring in Ferguson at Aberdeen. I know it's a poor side, but he's the talisman. And they're playing Dundee next. And they're at home. So if I bring in Ferguson, I'll probably look to captain him. Vice captain, St. Johnston at home to St. Mirren. St. Mirren can't really score. So... I Could maybe look at um vice captain on Liam Gordon for those clean oh, sheet points. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bold, bold, fair, fair enough.
1: Any transfers? So that's that's the one you're going to think. Anybody else?
2: Um, uh, so I've got two transfers, but I think I'm probably going to pocket one of them and just do okay. the, the Ferguson move. Your captain Furuhashi, vice captain Furuhashi this week? Yes, I think I will. I'll keep it on
1: Furuhashi. Captain, I have no idea. I did think a uh, St Johnson. I did think Liam Gordon earlier on, but I did think it's a, a crazy. Uh the transfers is as Donnie mentioned, Forrest. If Forrest heads gone, he's not in the Livingston team, he has to go. It'll probably be easy easy move to pick Barry McKay now. He was that was a tentative plans anyway. He'd been the end of the season and I think Scott Wright would be another one. And then that would be let me free up another spot for Rangers one the week later another position because I don't think Wright's, don't know, Wright's not going to have it, has it nailed so probably look see the other team news see what it looks like and then Wright would move to a playing player I've, I've had to get Ferguson's so won't be him so I don't know yet i need to look see might take a punt on a need midfielders for a one week punt and then the captain I've probably no idea I don't fancy any clean sheets I don't want any of the Celtic Rangers back line Made, uh, I don't know if he's worth I mean, he may have a, a game at some point. I don't know if they get to bring him in. So I might end up with you, Tom. I might end up with, with Lewis Ferguson after me mocking me slightly about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's all changed. Donnie says Thursday night is a big game as well. If he's come out at that point, then Tavik might be a good choice at all. If, even if not if the captain, the vice captain, I don't know. Maybe going apparently daft on Sunday. We'll see.
3: Lad, um, I think it's Beaton that's the uh, referee. There's no chance he gives he gives us a penalty.
1: a Beaton? Come
3: on. I think so. He's too scared. Get
1: his face set fire. I <laughs> nah, so should be. I'm honestly. <laughs> <serious. laughs> right. Anyway, that's a joke. That's a joke, guys. Allegedly. Right, that is us finished for the game week. We're back next week. No, I believe next week, if I'm right, is this is when we've got the midweek games.
0: We do, don't
1: we? Hey. Tuesday and Wednesday. Is <laughs> it? It is. Tuesday, 10th, 11th. We're and all the week games, so we'll discuss off-pod what we're going to do next week. Haven't quite worked out yet. So before we go, half of for this podcast cup. One last time, plug it. I will retweet the draw before the game on Saturday and take it fair. So get your plugs in, guys, Donny.
3: Uh Just up 77 on Twitter.
1: Tom?
2: Uh, I'm at FFS underscore Skelton Twitter.
1: I'm at Fantasy Half. We are the Half of a Fantasy podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to We'll see you again next week. Say goodbye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.